Welcome to the new Geek Daily podcast. This is something I used to do a long time ago, in fact, but I decided to start sharing with you again small snippets on a daily basis through the new Anchor app. Now, this is one of the most exciting apps I've seen for a long, long time with a beautiful user interface. And in fact, this was brought to my attention by Sarah Dietschy, rhymes with Peachy, and it's just a really nice way of sharing my thoughts throughout the day and giving you the opportunity to both comment and call in and possibly be featured in a future podcast. Now, today's episode is going to be off the cuff and I'm discussing my thought pattern that I've been going through over the editing room setup in the Geekanoids editing room over the past couple of weeks. As you all know, if you watch the Geekanoids YouTube channel, I do a studio tour and an editing room tour every year. Sometimes I manage to fit two tours in, and they're based around the changes I've made to those particular rooms. Now I'm sitting in my editing room at the moment, having done a rather lengthy editing session on Final Cut Pro 10. And intertwined with my work today, I've been looking at the possible upgrades I could make to the editing room. Now I've made a lot of changes since you saw the last room tour, but the main things I'm looking at this year for the latter part of 2017 are improvements I can make to both both my workflow and also to the speed at which I can actually process videos. Now I'm using a late 2013 Mac Pro. When I got this computer, it was cutting edge, it was very productive, it is starting to show its age with regard to processing and rendering times of videos, especially now that I'm into a full 4K workflow. In fact, I've been into that 4K workflow for well over a year, year and a half, possibly even two years now. The main bottlenecks I'm finding are the Mac Pro's processing power itself and also the hard drives I'm using to actually render out the videos and to ingest my 4K video footage to. Now, for those of you who are unaware, if you haven't seen any of my room tour videos, Connected to the late 2013 Mac Pro, I have a total of two uh, RAID 0 Thunderbolt 2 hard drives. Now they are 12 terabytes in capacity each. One of them is a Western Digital MyBook Pro and the other one is a LaCie 2 big Thunderbolt drive or Thunderbolt 2 drive. And basically, basically I ingest all of my footage onto that external drive. Uh, the Western Digital MyBook Pro is my primary drive, so all of the footage goes onto there. I edit my projects onto there and I render to that same drive. And then at the end of each day, that drive is then mirrored onto the LaCie drive. And that gives me a backup every single day. So if one drive failed, I would be able to just simply unplug one drive, plug in the other one and continue my work. I do also have a standby drive as well, which is an identical unit of the LaCie Thunderbolt 2 RAID drive. And so if I did have to swap one drive out, 
then I could introduce a new backup strategy straight away. Now, having an on-site backup isn't the only backup that I've got, but that's a topic for another podcast. The bottleneck that I've got here is the 4K video footage is very data intensive. So I've got enough capacity, but the speed at which I can write or render out videos to these external drives is somewhat limited. I don't keep any footage on my Mac Pro's internal flash storage itself. So the SSD or the the flash drive inside the Mac Pro is solely for the operating system and the applications. All of my footage, including audio, graphics, Photoshop work, uh, video work, etc., is all stored on the external drives. So the potential new upgrades that I'm looking at possibly implementing into the editing room are to continue using my Mac Pro, but possibly moving that across to a second monitor and making my main workstation built around my MacBook Pro, which is one of the 15-inch versions with a Retina display and the touch bar. And connected to that, I've already got in place an OWC Thunderbolt 3 dock. And this will allow me to ingest my footage a bit quicker because it has a built-in memory card reader. It also allows me to connect external peripherals really easy through the numerous ports on the back of the dock. And then I'm looking at introducing some new storage. And this is where I'm coming across my particular stumbling block at the moment because I just cannot make this decision until I've gone through the process of really working out all the pros and cons. So up for consideration are numerous external hard drives because I met, as I mentioned before, I don't commit any data to the internal drives on my Macs other than the applications and operating system. So I'm looking at a possible uh, addition of a 12 terabyte or 20 terabyte G technology G RAID external hard drive, which will be in a RAID 0 configuration again. So nice and fast, 440 megabytes per second maximum read and write speeds. And that will allow me to ingest my footage and render video out to this external hard drive a lot quicker. The other consideration is a very similar external hard drive, but this time from LaCie. And it's one of their D2 uh, Thunderbolt 3 hard drives, but that's a single hard drive. So the actual data that that can handle is probably about half of the G technology G RAID. The third consideration is a product that's not quite available yet. It's imminent to be actually available to purchase very soon. And that's the LaCie 2 Big Dock. This is available in 12 terabytes, 20 terabytes, and also right in the middle, a 16 terabyte version as well. And this performs in a very similar fashion to the G Technology G-RAID drive, but it also adds an easy to reach USB input on the front, also a compact flash and an SD card reader. Now, these two card readers are neither here nor there because I've already got a card reader on my Thunderbolt 3 dock. But both of these um, external hard drive solutions from LaCie or G Technology 
also add a video output on the back. On the G-RAID, it's an HDMI output, and on the, the C, it's a DisplayPort 1.2 output. Whether or not I would utilize those outputs, I'm not sure, but it does give a little tiny bit of flexibility in the future. Both of these are Thunderbolt 3, so I can daisy chain devices. And I'd use one of these drives in much the same way as I'm using my current hard drives now, which is I would use one drive to uh, capture all of my footage or ingest it, and also to export the finished video files to. And as with all of my videos now, when I've completed a video project, they get archived off onto an external NAS drive. And this allows me to access the files very, very easily both in the editing room and if I'm working from a remote location, for example. Now I mentioned there is one third consideration, and that is the 24 terabyte Lassie 6 big, which is a six bay external RAID hard drive. Uh, I would run it in a RAID 5 configuration, which gives me 20 terabytes of capacity and in that RAID 5, it will have around about 1,000 megabytes per second read and write speed, so almost double the speeds of those previous drives I mentioned, but the price is almost three times the amount, so it's a big, big investment. And my worry with the Lassie 6 Big is that in fact, over time, as with all external hard drives and internal hard drives, the speed at which they operate, as they get more and more files on them, will degrade over time. And that's a big investment to make for something that might not operate at its full, full speed potential for the next two or three years. Now there is one other option as well that I'm considering and that is to go for one of the cheaper of these previous hard drives I've mentioned, i.e. go for the 12 terabyte G-Technology G-RAID or wait for the 12 terabyte Lassie 2 Big Dock to be available to purchase. And that will give me 12 terabytes of really fast external storage. But to use those more as a dumping ground for completed projects or for projects I'm not quite ready to work on. And then to invest in a two terabyte external SSD. And that's a solid state drive, so that's gonna really perform a, a much higher grade of uh, read and write speeds. There are a few options here. There's one called a Glyph Atom RAID, which has been available for quite a while. There's also a Lassie Bolt 3, which is an insane price to invest into storage. Uh, in the UK it's around about £1,700. So that's a big, big investment again and takes my total investment up to what it would be if I just bought the Lassie 6 Big. But this gives me two terabytes of RAID SSD storage and it would allow me to edit and render onto the solid state drive. And then when the projects are completed, I can back up any uh, of the project files that I want to keep for future projects onto one of my external hard drives. And of course, the completed video would then go onto one of my NAS drives. This would probably operate at full speed for a lot longer. 
uh, SSDs are a lot more robust when it comes to maintaining their speed and it would never be something that would be full to capacity. I'd probably only ever use something like that at maximum around about 60 to 70% of its capacity. There are also other external SSD options available including a new model that's due out from Samsung very very soon called the Samsung T5. Uh, the T3 is available at the moment, that's the current model. The T5 uses USB 3.1 Gen 2 and I think it will offer up to around about 560 megabytes per second in comparison to the Lacie Bolt 3 which will offer up to around about 1800 or 2000 megabytes per second. So a big difference in performance but the difference being here is the Lacie Bolt 3 around about the 1700 to 1800 pound mark is going to be around about the sort of 6 to 800 pound mark for the Samsung T5. So lots of different options and different grades of performance that I've got to take into consideration and I've got to really think that do I want to invest that big amount of money in the Lacie Bolt 3 for something that is essentially an external SSD, that's a lot of money to pay for, uh, something like that. Is that going to really work to my advantage for a prolonged period of time? Or am I better off waiting for the Samsung T5? That could possibly be the nice sort of middle ground option here, uh, still allowing me to have a really nice 2 terabyte capacity, and the speed would still be fine for editing 4K video onto. And it might just be that that's the right choice. So now this is your chance to weigh in with your suggestions. If you want to use the call-in function on the Anchor app and leave me your suggestions, your thoughts, or if you want to just drop me a comment. Or of course you can always use the traditional way of contacting me for a fast response on Twitter by tweeting at Geekanoids. So I hope you enjoyed this initial Geek Daily podcast. I can't promise that all future ones will be this long. You might find some shorter episodes and you might find some real feature length ones running for good measure too. But for now, I want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to get in touch with me via the call-in feature on the Anchor app. I'm very keen to try that and I'll hopefully connect with you somehow, either here or on social media.